there's no question we're in a new Cold War. Uh, and when President Biden says he doesn't seek a new Cold War, what he's trying to do rhetorically is say, I'm not responsible for the new Cold War. Interrupt your regularly scheduled program for this special report. Blood for drama, drama, blood for drama, drama, blood for drama, drama. It's showtime. Good morning and happy Friday. Made it through the week and now we're going to take a tour around the block. What block, you ask? The Western and Eastern block, block countries, the idea of the Russian and Chinese communist parties and the state the world is in right now. We're claiming the Cold War isn't over. Was it ever? <laughs> well, it only began immediately following World War II. And yep. uh, we had the division of block countries, which is to say a group of countries which have similar political aims and interests in World War II. A lot of these Eastern Bloc countries um, with Russia, right? You had like Czechoslovakia, Hungary, Romania, Bulgaria, Yugoslavia, um, Ukrainian, Belarus. Uh, Isn't Yugoslavia Latvia. not there anymore? Right. So a lot of these countries have migrated, been annexed, changed around Ukraine. Um, yeah, but this was. Basically, when the Russians pushed in to assist the Allied forces uh, towards Germany, all of those countries were like swarmed by soldiers. And at the end of the war, a lot of these Russian soldiers stayed. And then they became, you know, proxy to Russian citizens. And that influence from their native homeland, you know, the motherland, uh, remained and modified everything. In that country, right? The whole was direction the, that they took. Was the Soviet Union the Soviet Union when this happened? Correct, yeah. Yeah. So, Soviet Union was an Eastern Bloc country, right? And then all of its other satellite countries adjacent to it uh, fell into that same mentality, same economic and political direction. And this is when you had East and West Germany split. That was basically like the splitting the Western Bloc countries and the Eastern Bloc countries. Mm -hmm. So it's not to say that a Bloc country is communist. A lot of people have that idea in their head, right? right. Um, this is kind of where you get first, second, and third world countries. Mm -hmm. uh, basically, that was the first world was allied. Second world was um, Axis. And then third world was non-participatory, right? So like countries that didn't have the means or resources or intent to help in the war effort at all, right? Mm -hmm. So that's when we think of third world countries, people that already didn't have resources, right? They weren't super developed. And then they never became a part of NATO or the EU um, or whatever other, you know, like international treatise organization. They just were left to fend for themselves and they never got the assistance to develop up to you know, a first world country. Mm -hmm. So that's our, our kind of mis misnomer that we have um, that's been relegated to the cultural consciousness for many, many years now. But that's that's the start of it. That's where it came from. Nice. But I don't think that the Cold War ended. I don't think when Mr. Gorbachev tear down this wall, I don't think that took down the division. 
Um, I don't either. No. And it's just, it's migrated. You know, you look at um, Stranger Things, right? Mm -hmm. A bunch of secret Soviet experiments and takes place during the 80s. I think uh, a lot of that mentality, right? Doing large government projects in secret, right? Conspiring against still having a cultural opposition towards the West, primarily America, that's been residual and it's been reinforced. And now that China has become the second largest, you know, economic powerhouse, military leader in the world, and they're communist CCP, Chinese Communist Party, uh, they are absolutely tyrannical and their interests align with Russia and they are immediately adjacent to North Korea. So they've been helping North Korea out. North Korea would have starved and been reduced to a burning dumpster fire, which it already is, uh, but it would have completely collapsed. The entire country would have died from starvation had they not had access to raw resources and food coming in from Russia and China. Mm. So they are sponsors of communism. They are sponsors of radical dictators. They themselves, the CCP, has black-bagged billionaires. People just disappear off the fucking face of the earth yeah. for tweeting, wow, I really don't like what the president did. Oh, yeah. Next day he's gone. A billionaire. Could you imagine Bezos you mean like, Bill uh, Gates going away? Like Chinese billionaires that live in China? Yeah, Chinese billionaires. Right. Absolutely. Newscasters. Everyone is at risk. Um, there's a, a state of fear. Right? That's how they maintain power that's straight through the middle of uh yeah, they uh they fucking regulate everything speech they live in the v for vendetta yeah um for government sure. for sure uh you know you which be, is a bad thing you know, in north korea you can be killed for watching a south korean tv drama oh yeah could you imagine watching the South Korean version of Full House <laughs> and your neighbor sees it through your window and narks on you and the next day you're up against your fence uh, being shot down by a firing squad? No. That's like, wild, dude. I could not imagine that. That's wild. I, I could see it happening, but... Uh, well, you don't want to see it happen. I'm sure there's, I, uh, sure there's I, video I, I could never. I could never live in that. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy stuff, man. Um, North Korea is just like China's fucking watchdog, man. It's like their pit bull on a chain, you know. I think Jack Russell. Jack Russells are mean motherfuckers. And whatever they are, they're they're you know they're they're on their chain. China runs it, you know. Um, <laughs> hopefully, we don't die for having this episode. If we do, we didn't kill ourselves. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, man, it's, uh, I don't think that it ever really ended. I think China's probably the biggest threat we have, not Russia. I mean, right now, maybe Russia's in definitely a threat because of the Ukraine shit. Um, but yeah, I think China's like behind the scenes and we don't even know it. You know, they want it to happen. I think. Yeah. Russia tried flexing and they've been found wanting severely. Uh, yeah, they yeah. they don't want this smoke, not without yeah. China's help. Well, I mean, I just found out about like the BRICS uh, thing. What is it? 
Brazil, Russia, India, China. Uh, I forget what the S is. Uh, Russia, India, Brazil, and South Africa. That's it, South Africa. Uh, they're uh, smart, though. They're, that's like their that's like their NATO sort of thing, right? Um, but they're smarter than we are. You know, they came together because you know, like, got the petrol dollar, which is our dollar. So that basically means that anybody who wants to buy oil has to convert their money into our money to buy it. And that's why the dollar has been like the standard for everything for so long. It went from the gold standard to the oil standard. Basically. Yeah. Um, and that's why our dollar is like accepted everywhere. Uh, that's why we're the global currency. Um, but with that, that's how we're able to put sanctions on other countries and they're kind of tired of it, you know, rightfully so I think, but they are like, well, we're just not going to use your shit no more. And they're coming together trying to use the yuan, which is the Chinese uh, dollar, Chinese currency, as the petrol dollar. Which, I mean, if that happens, we're probably fucked, you know, uh, honestly. Uh, that's the only way that we've survived for so long as, like, the, you know, big boys on the block, you know is because the dollars got all the power. Yeah, economic power is, is pretty much the name of the game. And with China being the economic powerhouse that it is, having you know one of the largest countries, like Russia is technically the largest, but they also have not a lot there. They don't have the population yeah, to extract the resources. Open, open fucking country everywhere. Um, there's not a lot of people in it. Yeah. China's got a shitload of people. Like, I think they have more than we do, right? People or the land? People. No. No? Uh, I would not think so. Uh, they got more people in their military. I know that. They got, like, millions of people in their Yeah, military. they've got 143 million. People? Yeah, we're, we're close to 400 million now. And how many people are in their uh, military? 143 million. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're like all in there. What a soldier now, comrade. I think, uh, pretty sure in like Russia and China that military service is mandatory. So like once you become of age, you have to go into the military for at least four years. Right. Uh, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. So, uh, Russia's got roughly 900,000 active military members. U.S. has 1.4 million. What about uh, China? China has 2 million. So, it's, it's pretty close. But, I mean, 0.5 million is probably still a lot, <laughs> you know? But, yeah, they have, uh, they have to go into the military, so... So I'm not 100% sure that that's good or bad. I think that it can be good. But uh, if they take the dollar, man, I don't I don't think we're going to make it, uh, honestly. So I, I believe in, I support military. basically doing a two-year like service for the military. I, I think it's a 
it's a good thing, but uh, I don't know if it should be mandatory. Um, I'm, you know, always a big proponent of like doing what you want. And if I don't want to go into the military, then I don't want to. But I don't think it's as necessary for the U.S. I think that military service does help build better citizens. Um, I agree, but I don't think that it should be mandatory. No, because we've got the Atlantic and Pacific Ocean. We're not immediately at threat. But South Korea, you could wake up one day and, you know, there comes that fat little bastard with this uh, parted hair (laughs) marching through your streets. You are usually shower bombing. (laughs) Why can't everybody be smart like me? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That wasn't even him, though, was it? No, that was his father. Yeah, his dad. <laughs> Kim Jong Un. I'm so worried. <laughs> that shit was so funny. It's it's peak comedy. Um Do something I like while we Yeah, so in countries where they are at risk of actual physical invasion, right? We Red Dawn yeah. is is funny, but it's not a serious threat. You're not gonna have nine hundred thousand Russians paratrooping into uh, Iowa or fucking Nebraska. No, man. You know, I never realized this until recently that like Alaska and Russia aren't that far apart. Like at all. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it's a giant country. So to get all the way over there to, to go across into Alaska, which is another big ass state. You know, but I mean, theoretically, if they really wanted to, they could go that way. But yeah, the Bering Land Bridge used to exist. It's how most people migrated to the U.S. Uh, before, you know, trans-Pacific navigation. Right. Um, but, but I fucking dare them. Fuck with Alaskans, man. Yeah. That's some hard motherfuckers. Hard. I know Russians can be pretty hard, but they they Alaskans yeah. are the Russians of the U.S. <laughs> I don't know if. I mean, me personally, if I was going to do it, I would go that way. And then I would just kind of like go through Alaska and get into the other one, <laughs> you know, like yeah. go through and like get into Canada. Yeah. You have to pass through Canada and you get, you go, oh, hey there. Oh, how you doing? Well, well marching on the U.S. Oh, I don't think that's a good idea. Like, I, I don't know, dude, because like, I think it was 2022 or maybe 21, um, China was invited to, their military was invited to uh, Canada for some kind of training. Now, I'm, the, the I Maple Special Forces. Yeah, I don't think that there was uh, any ill begotten fucking intent on Canada's front, but like. I mean, if you could get half your military into Canada, it wouldn't be that hard. You know, you just slide south a little bit. You in there, you know? Um, anyway, I mean, yeah, I understand what you mean. Like, look at Ukraine. Oh, they're not going to invade. <laughs> yeah, that was a lie, <laughs> you know? Well, they did, and they have been for years. A lot of people forget that in 2012, they annexed Crimea. Right, yeah, because Crimea, Russia yeah. needed a port to the Mediterranean, so they just rolled up and fucking took it, and everyone stood by and didn't do shit. And then they tried pulling it again, mm-hmm. and now it's causing a stink. But I mean, you can't just piecemeal take a fucking country over without people doing something about it eventually. 
right? Well, I mean, it's happened a bunch of times. But eventually, yeah, I mean, somebody's going to have to do something. Uh, yeah, line, line's got to be drawn somewhere. Um, so, But, yeah, the fear of invasion is a real thing over there, and that they, they're very prepared. Oh, fuck, yeah, they're prepared. They're, they have, like, a whole... You know, I'm a prepper, man. I prepare for things. and uh, But they're they're, like whole as a country is like a mind state of like preparedness like modern day sparta something like that yeah i mean they're they're always ready for some shit and uh tractors I, fueled up <laughs> weapons locked and loaded yeah and america's not like they they're like biases ridiculous like the normalcy bias i mean i think that if uh they were going to do anything they would like uh emps Electromagnetic pulse. There was a, uh, it's a show I watched called Community on Netflix, super funny. And at one point, this chick like winds up dating this guy. He's from like a Eastern Bloc country. Um, I forget which one it is uh, necessarily, but the guy's like super bromance over him, and the chick starts realizing after talking to him at some point that he was like a war criminal. Oh, basically, shit. like. <laughs> He's like shot children and stuff like that, like put bodies in ground over there. He was like a freedom freedom fighter on like the Russian side, basically is, is how they portrayed it. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's trying to tell her friends. She's like, Dude, I think this guy's like fucking, I think he's a war criminal. Mm-hmm. And like, no, he's super cool. And then when they find out, he like openly admits to it. He's like, oh, yes, I've killed, you know, like several school children and blah, 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 blah. Like, oh, my God. Like, get get the fuck out of here. Never come back. Right. Uh, But you talk about normalcy bias, and that was his normalcy. Obviously, this is a parody, but that's a reality of some of these countries. And there's a reason why they have that reputation. You know what I mean? Those – anything with an Ian, right, Romanian, Yugoslavian, any of those Ian countries uh, in Eastern Europe – They've got a reputation as some some hard people, a lot of gangsters, a lot of, you know, when you look at... Yeah, the Russian mafia is real. Yeah, like Lord of War type shit uh, or war dogs. They're the first ones at the arm shows buying up missiles and tanks and shit like that. So that's their culture is prepping for war. Yeah. And uh, they're way more prepared for it than we are, I think. Yeah. I mean, we spend millions and billions of dollars on... You know, uh, we had a whole show on the military-industrial complex, but we spend billions on equipment, you know. Um, But, like, our numbers of troops are falling. And, like, you look at, like, ads for our government, or not government, uh, military, uh, and versus theirs, you know. It's like we got some stupid cartoon... And they have like some dude getting his head shaved and jumping out of fucking airplanes and shooting guns and Navy accelerate your life. Yeah, you know shit like that. I mean, when we were young, the the ads were like cool looking. Man, the fucking seal one, or it's it's a dark like moonlit night on the beach. You yeah. see the waves coming in, yeah. and then you see fucking footprints come up out of the water, and like the clouds pass over, and all you see is the footprints. You don't see the seals at all. That that shit sold me. I signed yeah. up for the program right after. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, fucking frogmen and shit like popping out of the water with like night vision goggles on, and they make it like romanticize it, make it look awesome. Yeah. Um. 
And I mean, they do the same thing over there with their commercial, you know, and then we're over here with fucking cartoons. This story starts with a girl that had two moms. Like, <laughs> what are we doing, man? You know? So the whole the context of the, the bulk of this episode is that the threat of World War Three due to an incident propagated by one of these, you know, Eastern Bloc countries or uh, Indo-Chinese Bloc countries, I think that's what they're, they're calling them now, this union between the BRICS countries is a very realistic possibility. Uh, one hot point is Ukraine. It's been in the public eye. One that's not been in the public eye I'm here to talk about is the Philippines. Yeah. Because Philippines located in the uh, bordering the Indo-Chinese Sea, so Indian Ocean, and then you've got like the South China Sea. Mm-hmm. So back after World War II, China drew a map. They've got China. this. The, the, the South Chinese Sea was drawn on it. It was called something else before, you know what I mean? But they literally drew it on a map and they just circled in this big old dong around all the other countries, you know, the <laughs> island countries down there. And they're like, this is ours now. Right, because we said it. it's on a map. It says South China Sea, so it's ours. Right. It's literally what they reference in international courts. Like, well, look at this map from 1950. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's international waters. No, but it says China on it. Right. International waters. Well, every country has like a, a two or 300 mile economic exclusion zone. So it says, off my coast, I can go fishing. I can do whatever the fuck I want. I can do military tests within that EEZ. And no one can tell me otherwise because that's my water, right? That's my beachfront property. Right. The issue arises when you have a bunch of these island countries that are spread out. And technically, every island should have a 200-mile EEZ based off of that land spot. Yeah. Well, China, for the last couple decades, has been moving into the South China Sea. And especially in the last decade, they've been bullying fishing ships. Um, They've been pushing them out of their normal waters. They've been breaching the EEZs. They've literally been taking coral reefs. We all know about like the Great Barrier Reef and how like 70% of it was bleached because of acidity and global warming. Right? That shit's dead. They don't know if it's ever going to come back. Coral reefs should be like a worldwide resource that we're trying to protect. Mm-hmm. Chinese government has been pumping concrete into them and making bases. Literally just dredging ships, you know, pouring sand into these fucking coral reefs and then putting landing strips on them and bases. So they've been ramping up for an aggressive military expansion into the Philippines and to protect their waters, which are Mm. international waters. Taiwan. So, yeah, Taiwan, Vietnam, uh, Philippines, um, any any of those countries down there, uh, Indo- uh, Asian, I think is what they call them. And we have now started giving support, like naval support to Philippine vessels, um, just making like packs, right? So like a, like a wolf pack and stuff like that. Um, but that's an aggression, right? If, if Russia went over to Alaska and just, you know, found some little Kodiak island and just put a fucking military base on it, we'd raise our eyebrows, right? We'd start looking at it. What you, what you got going on over there? Like uh, Tim the Toolman Taylor. <laughs> when is the neighbor fucking peeks up over the fence? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
what's going on, neighbor? So this has been happening on top of the shit with Hong Kong, on top of the shit with Taiwan. Basically, China has tr- been trying to annex you know, Hong Kong, and that's where we get all this hashtag, you know, I stand with Hong Kong type shit. Because Hong Kong was an independent, based that's, off of like a hundred year uh, agreement. Where, where is Hong Kong? Japan? Yeah, Hong Kong is China. Oh, it's in China. Yeah. Okay. So it's like a little peninsula, basically. And it's got the most profitable port. Anything mm-hmm. you bought in the 90s said made in Hong Kong or, you know, shipped out of yep. Hong Kong. Yep. Um, it's super profitable. China wants to slice that pie, right? They want that money. And they Somebody have, gonna get his yeah, money. <laughs> so Hong Kong was a uh, part of like the British um, colonialism era, mm. right? And then they signed like a hundred year agreement, and Hong Kong was like, "Yeah, I'm free for, or, uh, yeah, like it's basically free for like a hundred years." And since that has run out, China has been trying to bully them, take them over, annex them, just like Crimea, because it's a profitable port, and. Uh, it's wrong. A lot of these people are, it's just like Ukraine. You got a lot of Chinese people who move into Hong Kong and they start interfering with the politics and the government. And, you know, they're inside actors uh, that are trying to sway the public opinion and mm. represent themselves in government because it's, you know, democracy. So you got some of Chinese. that going on here too. Yeah. It's, like Democrats, it's rough, buddy. Democrats moving to Florida. <laughs> but we've issued protections to the Philippines. So, there was an incident recently where Chinese military vessels shine like high power lasers at um, a Coast Guard vessel, like a Philippine Coast Guard vessel. And they're doing like a routine op. They're resupplying a ship that they reefed, basically. And that's kind of cool. They claimed this ship as their like sovereign soil. Because it's like, imagine like the USS Arizona in mm-hmm. Hawaii, right? Yeah. Imagine like they sunk that like off the shore of Hawaii and they're like, well, this is ours. Like this meant a lot to us as a national cultural thing. And so there's soldiers they station on that decrepit boat and they're going to resupply them with food and water because it's just a fucking boat out in the middle of the ocean. Well, the Chinese uh, vessels, the Navy, shine these lasers at the Coast Guard and like temporarily blinded them. And like that's a laser is a weapon. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so that was an aggressive act that had physical you know health complications for these uh these sailors that's a a kind of base incident but what happens when the philippine coast guard rolls up on the chinese vessels and says get the fuck out of here right stop bullying my fishing vessel right they're just trying to make some money trying to make their ends meet you're in our waters you're within our 300 mile or 200 mile ez get out there's a lot of room for altercations to drag the u.s into it and if the U.S. comes into it, all of NATO comes into it. Mm-hmm. So we're we're on the precipice of well, then, World War yeah. III. Then, then all of BRICS comes into it. So I don't think that they have like an Article Five or whatever, but they probably do. Scary stuff. It's it's really scary. So I don't think it's going to be Red Dawn, but it's going to be another Vietnam Korean War type thing. You know what I mean? But we're at the point where back then everyone kind of had their own independence you know it was kind of like anyone's game as to who could come out on top but now that we've been on top for the last you know 50 60 70 years we're top dog 
the other guys are gunning for us and they know they can't take us out alone. So it's it would be a a truly worldwide split because everyone is now way more developed. Everyone has resources. Everyone can get anywhere, any given time. Yeah. That's scary. It's way, way easier to like coordinate things. Right. And it's crazy shit, man. I never thought I would see it in my lifetime, you know. But I am. And uh, I don't even know what to do about it. You know, we can't. Obviously, we can't do nothing. But we got a bunch of stupid people running the world. <laughs> well, it comes down to the same thing. I mean, this is the, the new, this is the neo-axis and allied powers. So we got to decide, are, are we going to not take shit? Are we going to stop the bully? Are we going to put our foot down? I mean, I mean. Protect democracy? We don't live there, right? So it's easy to be like that. But to to people in China and Russia, I mean, we're probably the bully. You know, we build bases everywhere. Got bases fucking all over the place. Say that it's United States soil, and it's not, really. So to them, I mean, we're probably the bully. So, I mean, they could be looking at it the same way. Are we going to stop the bully? Well, it's it's going to come out to what do you want your way of life to be when when World War Three happens and all the dust settles. Well, who, I don't think there's going to be any top? dust settling. <laughs> when all the nuclear dust settles, right? I think we're all going to die. Do you want communism and totalitarianism dictatorships, or would you want you know allied countries working under democracy and helping to support each other? I would want the second one. I don't like communists. Um, Not a big fan. Me neither. Uh, I mean, it sounds good on paper, but uh, there's always some dickhead that takes everything and does what they want. You go ask all those starving North Koreans, and you go ask all of those uh, people that died in apartment fires in China because of communist (laughs) lockdown for Uh, COVID. Yeah. Yeah. And like they, they remember that fucking hospital quotations that they built. It was like a bunch of shipping crates just smashed together. They like built that shit in like a week and just welded people in the side of it, you know, and uh, let them die. Yeah. Um, just keep the numbers down. Hush, hush stuff, you know. Uh, Talked about freedom of speech last episode. And they don't they, have they any. The, yeah. There is zero. Zero. And the accountability, I mean, you you literally go away if you say the wrong thing. doesn't matter who you are. Yeah, uh, which is terrible. Which is why I think we don't need to have a bunch of legislation. <laughs> but I, I, I should have brought that up at that one. I didn't think about it. It's, it's a different world over there, man. I try to look at things from all sides. Like, like I said, I mean, they probably look at us like we're the bullies, you know. They got a lot of uh, honor system over there, you know, like they're like super honorable, at least in Japan anyway. Yeah, uh, but we like Japan. Japan's cool. They give us anime. Yeah. Well, they're in NATO. Yeah, I'll, I'll fight and die for those big anime titties. Which is, sir, Germany's in NATO and Japan's in NATO. It's It's like kind of funny to me, <laughs> you know, they're like. We we kind of talked about like bullying and stuff in the last episode. So Japan and Germany kind of like were the bullies. 
We, yeah. were, we were the one that punched them in the face. Yeah, we beat their ass, and then we became best friends afterwards. <laughs> yeah, like any like, good oh, movie. We like them. We, we, we want to join. We don't want to get beat up again. <laughs> Should have used that one in the last one, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, but I mean, they, they've they learned their lesson. They've come full circle. And probably more, as much as we make out like Nazis be the bad guys in all of our movies, right? Germany is the same way, dude. They they do not want a repeat incident. No, you could not find a fucking skinhead in Germany because they they self police, right? Oh. They course corrected hard. Well, I mean, how do we really know though? Like that, that fucking Russia, because I mean, according to Putin, anyway, they uh, found some kind of sleeper cell situation for. Nazism in in Ukraine, and that's why they were moving in. I mean, we don't know for sure. I mean, it probably didn't happen, and that's it's just the trying Russian, to take over. But we still got the freedom of speech here. But that Russian state propaganda is severe. Um, a couple episodes I talked about it. <clears throat> trying to remember what uh, what episode it was, but it's playing this like the war one probably. Yeah, I was playing this this video game. And there was a Russian in there, and he had no idea they were at war. And I couldn't this, tell. Yeah, this was the war. Yeah, man. I couldn't tell if he was being serious or not. But from all of my, you know, dialogue with him, it seemed like he just didn't actually know that they were at war with Ukraine. It I was mean, just they, like a civil protest. They like took all the soldiers' phones and shit because they were TikToking everything, and mm-hmm. they like literally took their phones away, and they control all the media that comes out of there. You yeah. Know? So they can spin whatever story they want, and there's no counter-ops. There's no CNN, Fox, you know, triad that they, they can – you can kind of find the median. Yeah, it's the just middle the ground. same dialogue across the board. Terrible. But still, I mean, we don't really know because they're blocking everything, you know, number one. But we don't really know, you know. And we don't really know that we're the good guys. I mean, I'd like to think we are, but – I mean, so in my my point of view, we are we've got these bases, these you know proxy bases in Japan. We've got like fucking seven or eight bases in Japan. It's wild. They've given us some space, and some land. We put a base there because that's us saying, "I've got you, bro. Right? I got your back." Shit pops off. This is my like solemn vow. You know what I mean? That we're here to help because is if it? they go, if or they, is it? Is it? Or is it like? You fucked around and found out. Now we're going to make sure you don't do it again. I mean, yeah. It or is does, it a little it, bit of both, maybe? No, for sure. Yeah, it gives us some cultural influence there and some political sway. But if Iwo Jima gets bombed, right, that's an American base, gloves off, now we're in. You know what I mean? So it's one of those so mutually short disrupt, disruptions. Uh, it's disruption. so hilarious to me. Like you say Iwo Jima, right? And you instantly think, like, we blew them up. Mm-hmm. But now there's a base there that we live in. It's yep. like, whoa. <laughs> you know. But yeah, I, I get it. I mean, I think it might be a little bit of both. I mean, that's the thing. If if they misstep, I mean, I mean we we're gotta be there. close then enough to get down, you know. Then it's American lives that are lost, you know? It's not just you know oh I mean, who know. says that American lives are better than anybody else's though? Well, Americans will say it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, but I'm just saying, like we will have a far more vested interest, a far I mean, life more is life. social uh, support if we say an American base was bombed, an American embassy got, was bombed. Yeah, we talked about the Fountain of Youth on one of the episodes, and I sent I sent that to my buddy, 
and there was a part in there where I was talking about like Sandra Bullock and what she said, like, oh, it comes from a person from far away. And then he was like instantly like, does that make it better that you took somebody's fucking foreskin and rubbed it all over your face because it wasn't an American? I'm like, no, you know, so it's it's a part of our our social DNA, though. We can't really help yeah. it. We feel way more akin when it's. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm sure that they feel the same way over there, you know, like uh, you fucking killed a bunch of Chinese people and or or Russians or Ukrainians or whatever, you know, so I'm going to fall back to our government uh, episode. Mm -hmm. I don't think Teddy Roosevelt would stand for this shit. Negative. I don't don't think any of them would have. I'm going to defer to Teddy's side. And so if World War Three starts to pop off. I'm in. I'll I'll get recalled. I'll go do some shit. I gotta get in shape first. Fat as fuck right yeah, now. Large, large target over there. I don't have a triple XL vest for you. Oh, I have my own. <laughs> I'll bring it with me. <laughs> you know, I'm down to get down, man. But like, I, I would go to keep my kids out. You know, but, but the, their aggressions are for economic and political gain, right? Yeah. If we aggress it's well we're not aggressing we're defending right we're defending our neighbors our allies Mm -hmm. when they annexed crimea and they're going through ukraine they're trying to get to ports when they go to hong kong they're trying to get to ports they're trying to help bolster their uh their economy yeah basically it's crazy time man uh but yeah i don't think it ever really went away though you know um I call it the sleeping dragon for a reason. Well, I mean, just just the Cold War in general. Like, I don't think uh, it it really ever died out. Um, Russia, the sleeping yeti. <laughs> something, but I mean, in the sixties and stuff, you know, we were super like Cold Warish fifties, a lot. You know, um, they were building bases and they had fucking gas mask for babies and all this shit and uh then it just kind of well i mean the soviet union fell on their own accord you know mm-hmm. by doing the same thing that we're doing now printing a bunch of fucking yeah, money hyperinflation hyperinflation and shit <laughs> um so i mean we have that now you know we have hyperinflation started up right now and then if these BRICS countries stop using our money, it's going to get even worse. So, I mean, like in the Soviet Union, a loaf of bread was like a thousand of their dollars, you know? Oh, wait, they, yeah, there were reports of like wheelbarrows full of rubles going to the store. Yeah, it's crazy. Some fucking Scrooge McDuck type stuff just to get some <laughs> Takis from the 7-Eleven. Yeah. And I mean... uh it's happened in multiple countries, you know, Africa, all of them, a bunch of times, and we just still do it. But uh, I don't think it ever really went away. It just kind of like got a little quieter, you know. Now it's like ramping up again. And I mean, love him or hate him, dude, but like when Trump was in there, nobody was fucking around finding out, you know. I mean, I don't know why. He big ass balls or whatever the fuck he's got going on over there. But when you look weak, you are weak, you know? So, I mean, there's like a, 
saying or something. I don't know exactly where it, where it fits, but you know, you you look strong even if you're weak. You know, you have to maintain that. You have to keep your hands up, basically. Yeah, we uh, military we call that being a hard or a soft target. You want to project yeah. a hard target. Right, and I think he did that. I think the current administration doesn't. And uh, I don't know for sure, but I really feel like that if, you know, Trump was still in there, we wouldn't have been in the situation we're in. Yeah, um, the, the, uh, the first deterrent, you know, you learn as like part of your defense uh, for the military is your, your presence is the first deterrent. Right. right. So we have our presence in all of these allied countries. That's our first deterrent. When we send naval ships to help the Philippines, that is a that is a flex, right? We're pre- mm-hmm. pre- uh, presenting a hard target. So this isn't just the Philippines, son. This is it's like fuck around and find out. This situation. is America and the Super Friends, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you might go after a fucking Green Arrow, but as soon as Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman roll in, you can start changing your tune. You'll look at us a little bit different. No, I'm sorry, Green Arrow. Out of my queen, I did not mean it. <laughs> it was not me. It was the one armed man. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, it is what it is, dude. I mean, you know, they they weren't like. I mean, look, you know, the dude went into North Korea, stepped up in that motherfucker. You know, you got to give him props for just that. Like, no, there hasn't been an American president there ever. Uh, Trump, I wreck you to pay. Where can I get one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something. I mean, maybe Do you they, think blonde looks fetching on me? Maybe they were talking about hair products. But I think you I think you'll part it, Donald Trump. <laughs> I think you'll part down the middle, you'll be better. <laughs> but you know, I mean the dude went there. Walked up in that shit, like, here I am, bitch. You know, and then Yeah, well so did Seth Rogan and David Franco. Or Jan- uh James Franco, sorry. <laughs> David Franco, huh? This is this is uh his brother. It was yeah. uh, Seth Rogen and James Franco in the interview. Yeah, but that was a movie, Dave. Oh God, I thought that was a biopic. <laughs> I mean, he went there and he went to Russia, and when he shook fucking Putin's hand, he like fucking jerked him all in, like my world now, motherfucker. You know, just little, little things. Um, yeah, but Putin had his bear in the fucking other room, ready to go. Well, Putin probably definitely had his gun on him. Um, but anyway, you know, little, little things like that. I mean, going to the fucking North Korea was like huge, huge, huge. Uh, but he did it, you know what I mean? Um, I'll give him that. He fucking went in there like a G man. And I was just like, I don't really like politics that much. You know, I never did and never followed him. But I mean, I was like, damn. That's some gangster shit, you know? Uh. <laughs> so another aside, anytime we've called China to international courts for these disputes, particularly about the South China Sea, mm-hmm. they never show up. Well, of course they don't. They're like, China. It's, it's not worth our time. We don't do it. If we, we show up, then we admit it. Like, admit we some don't sort of do field. what you want. We do what we want. Yeah. Um, They're like Eric Cartman. Whatever. I do what I want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, uh. Yeah, man, I mean, and, and I mean, there's all kinds of fucking conspiracy theories about, you know, Biden being P3 
paid off by China and shit like that. All these conclusions and inclusions and shit like that, you know, fucking Russian inclusion and that turned out to not be real. And I mean, fuck, we don't know nothing. You know, we don't know shit. Um, only the elites do. And unfortunately they're leading us right into some bullshit. And I think that with this dollar situation, uh, we're going to war because of that mainly. You know, I mean, they invaded Ukraine. Yeah, we're going to help them out a little bit here, there. But the thing that's going to make us go to war is the dollar situation. Because we have to maintain that to be the superpower, to be the big boss. You know, this also happened in Desert Storm. You know, they said uh, Saddam Hussein had nuclear weapons, never did. Uh But, you know, they were talking about going back to gold and not accepting dollars and all this shit. So then we went to war because you're like, no, bitch, you're going to use our dollar. Because that's how we maintain our position. I think that that's where it is and that's that's what's going on again. It's a possibility. I I wouldn't put it past us. I hope that's not what it comes to. Uh, Me too. What I believe is more likely to happen is someone's going to slip someone's going to inadvertently light that powder keg some chinese naval vessel some upstart fucking captain uh it's either going to pop off in the philippines or it might pop off with like south korea you know kim jong asshole does something and uh we got a step to him i think that it's going to be an incident like that it's going to be a 9-11 type shit whether it's an inside job or not We'll no. probably never know. I mean, you know, fucking North Korea is like doing missile tests, like right on the fucking very edge of their their territory. You know? yep. So they're like, we're going to shoot this missile um, a mile from their beach. I mean, you can't really do nothing, but it still shows like aggression. And I mean, the Taiwan yep. shit and like China's flying over Taiwan's airspace and they just want to be. Taiwan, they don't want to be China. You know, Ukraine wants to be Ukraine. They don't want to be Russia. It's just a bunch of bullshit. And at the end of the day, I'd I'd take my gloves off. I'd throw down, protect, uh, protect our allies' freedom. I mean, freedom is is the thing. You know, that's what what we all want. And I think that's why, like, uh, communist countries and totalitarian countries, like, they really fucking hate us. Because we, you know, portray freedom anyway. Um, have other people wanting to be free. You know, I mean, I think America was like a, an experiment, sort of. You know, nobody ever done anything like that before. They founded it and made it the way it is. And this experiment has uh, been working yeah. pretty well. Number one, baby. You know, uh <laughs> uh, world war fucking champs 2-0 yep. you know I mean like even when world war you know with the, with the Germans like they were just kind of mowing over everybody you know we got involved and changed the game a little bit you know we're kind of game changers or at least we used to be 
Uh, and I think war comes down to, you know, how much resources it's just a burn off of resources. I know we got like a lot of fucking equipment, even though half of it was left in, nah, not half, but you know, most of it, some of it was left in, uh, fucking Afghanistan or Iraq or whatever it was. Uh, but still, I mean, it's just a burn off of who has more and we spend a shitload of money on equipment. Um, but so do they, they're starting to ramp their shit up. And now, you know, what's even scarier is our government, even under Biden is, is starting to fund like nuclear testing and nuclear weapons and upgrading. So that should be like, pay a fucking attention people. You know, I mean, it's crazy, dude. It's scary. And I'm the one and my family anyway, that has to prepare for it. Yeah, Cause like my wife gets all, gets so all do like you, anxiety. Do you actively live? Like, do you reserve a small portion of fear of this happening in your daily life? Cause I mean, historically during right. cold war times, you had your nuclear drills, you're at school. Yep. It's all over the news. Anyone, anything anyone wanted to talk about? Absolutely. I do. I mean, I see some shit flying in the sky at work and I'm like, Oh fuck. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> you know, uh, like they locked the rocket and I didn't know about it, you know, uh, a few months ago <laughs> and it was like dark outside mm-hmm. at work. And I was like, Oh fuck. <laughs> you know, I thought for sure that was it. Man, I was like, I wonder if the doghouse building will fucking maintain yeah. <laughs> <laughs> until I can get some of my kids, you know? Um, but yeah, I definitely, Recently, anyway, I never cared about it before, but yeah, I mean, being a prepper, you always are fearful of something, you know, you have some kind of thing you're prepping for, uh, me personally, like I'm trying to do everything, you know, so I got gas masks and I got fucking Tyvek suits and I'm trying to ball on a budget, you know, um, I got gold and trying to stead the suffering that would come after for as long as possible. So, you know, if this did happen, it would really fucking suck. Life after would really fucking suck. We we romanticize it. As much as media tries to portray it as a hellscape, we still romanticize it. I don't want to live in the apocalypse. I really don't. But if I do, I want to be as comfortable as I can be. You know, I want to be as prepared as possible. Hope for the best, prepare for the worst. Starving sucks. Like, I don't know if anybody out there has ever starved before. But, like, being hungry as fuck really sucks. You know, I've been hungry as fuck. And it sucks. And, uh, you know, fucking, like, tighten your belt. and Being dehydrated sucks. Dave can tell you. I'm always fucking dehydrated. <laughs> Being dehydrated sucks and dysentery sucks. Like, you know, we watch these shows uh, like Alone and what's the other one? Naked and Afraid. Yeah. And they'll just so thirsty that they'll fucking drink the water and then get sick and shit and piss and fucking vomit all over themselves. Um, you know, stories of 
sailors shipwrecked turn into seawater because they're so fucking thirsty, which yeah. makes it worse, and then they die. You know, there's like the air of three, right? So you can't go three days without food. Uh, or was it? Three days without food, I think, right? I think it's three days without water. Three, three days without, without water, three weeks without food, yeah. um, three hours without air, or minutes, three minutes without air. Mm-hmm. So you have to prepare for that, you know? So, uh, I mean, your life after would really fucking suck. You know I mean? We watch these movies and they're cool and shit, but like the, the movie tells you like it sucks. <laughs> so, so we talked about parody team America world police a couple of times. Yeah. I, America. I abide by that because yeah. Spider-Man's a fucking G. He's the most. He's the world's most popular superhero. Get fuck out of here, Superman! Right? Everyone loves Spider Man. His mantra: Spider-Man. "With great power comes great responsibility." U.S. has great power. That's what Team America World Police was about. It was we are the guys that are able to influence the world. Hopefully, for the better. Right? That's the intent. Is is we right wrongs and. We stand up for the people that can't stand up for themselves. A lot of these countries can't stand up for themselves. These populations, right? You may have a government that's oppressing the people. The people don't fucking want that. North Koreans don't want four hours of electricity a day and rations and being starved and not having quality of life and being shot to death for watching K-pop. You know, (laughs) they don't want that. No. The government's in power, trying to retain power through fear. In, in my eyes, North Korea, we like we should have already had World War Three. We should not be tolerating the abuse of people, especially as flagrant and blatant and just despotic as it is in North Korea. I mean, I would have, if I had the power, right? I would have pushed us to jump in there a long time ago. Yeah, I know they it's American have, lives. They have nuclear weapons, though. Uh, they, fuck. They've got Alibaba nuclear weapons. They got that shit off of Craigslist. It still works. It hardly works. None of their missiles uh, reach the maximum sure? range. Are you sure? How do you really know? They ain't, they ain't coming over to here. How do you really know? We had a fucking balloon fly over our shit for hours and days and years. That was a whole other topic. Oh, fucking useless ass, useless ass portion of the government didn't do anything about that. Um, Just saying though, it happened, man. So like they let that shit happen. Yeah. How we do also, we know the fucking balloon don't fly over from North Korea and drop their Alibaba bomb on our ass? We also found one of their uh, missile silos that they tried to camouflage because we literally followed trucks there through satellite imaging. Like we we know what they up to, right? They can't. Yeah. We've got eyes. Big Brother has eyes. But long story short. I would fight to do the right thing. And I think that Me too. this stagnation has been a wrong thing. I think that we've allowed them to develop uh, more, gain more power, push towards the BRICS, push towards you know their own economic agendas that are going to try to help buffer them. Uh, I would have jumped in when it was you know less dangerous earlier because right now it's super super scary right yeah 
so I wish we would have done something earlier. I wish we would have finished what we started with Korea. I think that there's a lot of people out there in the world that don't have the voice. They aren't allowed to speak. And everything has been done in whispers and in secret for so long since, you know, the, the 40s and 50s. And now that they're up to the point where they're comfortable enough with their own power, where they're able to publicly voice, you know, their agenda. And uh, it's a bad agenda. And uh, I'm, I'm opposed to it. So yeah, if I need too. to get recalled, if I need to get, you know, brought back into a draft, go do some hood rat shit, I'll do it. Um, You're still young. Still young. But I mean, if you. I'm old and I'm fat. <laughs> fucking fight and, and die for something you believe in. And that's something that uh, I wholeheartedly believe in. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I would go. Maybe not for like current government. But it's if, not for the government in my eyes, it's for those people. The universal right, if, we're all people. Uh, if uh if need be. I just don't know if it would even do any good now. It you might know? be too late. I think it might be. Uh, we might have missed our, our chance. Missed our window, as they say. Yeah. Um it's, I mean, you look at like Vietnam. You know, we were in there to stop the spread of communism. And it was all based on a fake-ass false flag bunch of bullshit. Bunch of people died. Lost anyway. Uh, we have a problem with not finishing what we start as a country. Went on for 10 years, man. I mean, long fucking time. And just... It was so far away that it just burned out all our fucking yeah, resources. Yeah, every, every arena has its own obstacles that are unique to that um, particular place and, and agenda. But I think uh, at the end years, of the day, man. you got to prepare for the worst, hope for the best. If you have an opinion, right, voice it, right? When they have these stand with Hong Kong, I'm not talking social media. I'm talking actual political activism. You see France? You know, underpants? France. No. Right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I see it right now. It's a because whole bunch of, of riots about pensions. Um, yeah, because they're trying to raise the age and all this crap. 62 and... to 64. Yeah, I know all about it. Um, that's a bunch of civil unrest. I mean, that's on the modicum, or I guess on, on the scale of like human suffering. It's pretty low on there for me. I mean, it's a quality of life thing for sure, but... uh. I don't think we're going to invade France and tell them to no, keep their fucking pensions they, down mean, at 62. Pretty sure they're part of NATO anyway. But just saying, I mean, that's what it's going to take. You know, I mean, there's that's what it would take is like a revolution in these in these countries. And whether we're helping them or not, you know, they have to stand up for themselves. Like we can't always do it. I mean, even if we want to, like, financially, economically, physically, you know, numbers-wise, just too fucking far away to be able to always be the one, you know? I mean, we had to do it. Ukraine's doing it. Taiwan's basically doing it. Yeah. They're standing up like, no, motherfucker, we don't want to be in there with you. We want to be our own per people. And uh, 
That's what it would take. I mean, their government's dug in deep. Deep. So, I mean, they would definitely need help, but... I mean, we can't function and do all this all the time. No. Whatever course of assistance that we give, just uh, let your opinion be known, right? If if you feel particularly about one topic, you think we can help or we can't help, you don't want to divert resources out of the U.S., or you think that, you know, all life is sacred and we should do our best as, you know, the most powerful nation in the world to help preserve that life and quality of life, whichever way you swing, go ahead and, and uh, voice your opinion, right? Put it out there in a letter. The first time you write a letter to your senator or, you know, your governor, let let them know. And uh, we hmm. need to... Even if it's just answering the question on this podcast. Yeah. We have a Q&A on there. Know. We have a Q&A on, on Spotify. Uh, leave a comment, whatever. I mean, not that we can actually do anything, but if it gets a millions and millions of them, we might be able to send it to somebody. Yeah, regardless. We want to know you know, who we're talking to. All right, this is uh, this is a two-way street communication-wise, right? We, we are here. We to, love communication. <laughs> we are here to uh, open up that dialogue, which means we want to hear back from you. So wherever you stand, uh, just know that, you know, you're not standing alone. And I mean, it's on any of the topics, though. It's not just this one. You know, I mean, we really appreciate people saying stuff and commenting. And it doesn't always have to be good. I don't care what it is. I mean, you can say whatever you want. That's... Yeah, tell him he's fat and he smells like shit. That way I don't have to stop repeating myself. It's because it's true. I mean, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, you know, I mean. The more, it's like a petition almost, you know, the more people sign it, the the further it goes, the more people get involved, the further it goes. I would like to be able to, you know, help everybody in the world, but I can't, not alone. I mean, I'm not fucking Superman, you know, uh, I'm not Spider-Man, but you know, Hey, me and Dave are trying to promote conversation and being able to have you know dialect about whatever it is that you're talking about as much as possible rationalizing your position yeah you don't know till you ask so with that i think we've uh basically exhausted this topic lasted almost as long as the cold war itself yeah it's pretty long uh you want to say it you don't ever get to say it and on that note Cue the music.